Right, so welcome back to the Trackster Podcast, the Olympics special edition. We were going to do one of these every day, and then I realized how impossible that would be for me to do. Uh, so we started doing the videos, and now the videos have sort of worn off. The novelty's worn off a bit. We're going to hop over to the podcast and maybe do a few articles and newsletters and stuff. So yeah, the newsletter's out now for... Josh, you go over the newsletter quickly before we get into this, because you've obviously written it. So just... Yeah, yeah, so we've just released seconds. We've just released a newsletter. We've got uh, within the newsletter there is a, re- a sort of a detailed report on all of the main events and races and results from the finals. Uh, heavy focus on the four hundred meter hurdles, my new favourite event, and uh, as well as a list of all the other key news and results as well. So if you've missed any action or you can't remember who won what race or what a, what field event. Go subscribe to the newsletter because it's all the details in there. And also, please just bear in mind, Josh, has wrote, Josh wrote this, not me. So if it's useless and rubbish, it's it's from him. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Right. I don't even know where to start because I wanted to free roll this. Like I just thought if we can't remember, if we can't remember anything to say, then it's not worth talking about. Or is that a bit naive? I just thought if it's not memorable... Let's not talk about it in this podcast because I feel like there's many memorable moments so far. Um, yeah. But we'll try and go in. We'll try and go in. Um, what's it called? Where you go in order? What's the time time oh, order? Consecutive. 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 No, I don't know. No, that's not right, is it? No, that's chronological. 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 Mm-hmm. We're going chronological order. So, first race, the men's ten thousand meter final. I think that's the first race that springs to mind. Yeah, I mean, it was. So actually, we can talk about this because we've had a little debate about this in relation to what was uh, Kisser's intentions or whether this was a plan by Uganda to send it. But it's come out. It's come out that it is. You don't. You need to keep up to the news if you're on this podcast. Kisser's come out. It has formally come out. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it was. It was his intention to set the pace hot, so the Ethiopians went with it. Um, that's what the plan was. As expected. Yeah. I can't believe you're not. Uh, well, there's no point in doing this podcast with you if you're not keeping up. With well, hold on a minute. Right? Hold on a minute. You say that, but that was what I said to you after immediately after the race, and you said to me, uh, "Oh no, no, he's just gone out and died." But it was no, clearly, it was clearly a that. plan. I said that we shouldn't argue on the pod, and it was on Snapchat, so I don't have the proof <coughs> that you did. But the Ethiopians are too clever anyway. They didn't take the bait because they're always. The, it sort of did. Borega sort of to run a slow race and then kick at the end, and it worked, didn't it? Borega won. Although saying that, Ugandans got silver and bronze. So, did you just say Ethiopia tend to be a nation what like to run slow and kick at the end after In the championships? Previous, after the previous world records were by Kennedy Kennedy Bikili. And he Not broke in the Olympics, both, though. He did. He broke both Olympic records and world records in that when he ran the Olympics. I'm pretty sure as well. Uh, well, I'm going to fact check. Should we start? The, should we start the pod again? <laughs> no, we're not starting the podcast again. I can't believe you. You're saying that. Why would we start it again? I don't know. I feel like if that's complete rubbish, then we're people have already started switching off. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Kennedy's a bikini's got the Olympic record. Um, it's all right. I think. And well, on the women's side, Ayana's got the Olympic record as I, well. I <laughs> Both Ethiopians. <laughs> I need to stop listening to the commentators on BBC because I'm yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure Steve Cram said 
Well, in fact, I know Steve Grant says, because that's why I'm saying it. He said uh, the Ethiopians would prefer a slow race with a faster sort of last four, 800 metres. Yeah, Whereas, probably the Ethiopians in that race today, on that day, but you said they're notorious for it. I was wrong about the world record, though, but um, Kenny Zabikili did get the Olympic record in 2008 when he, when he won. And also Ayana got the, uh, the world record and Olympic record in 2016 when she won. So Steve Cram's totally wrong, but that's an addition yeah. to all the that's an addition to all the um, poor commentary everyone's been uh, this is the championships. It almost seems like Steve Cram has been said like you have to say certain things because he's been awful, and he's normally the good one. So it's it's that an interesting true. one. Um, but Ethiopians, so yeah. Ethiopians. I mean, the 10,000 meters hasn't been won by anyone else other than Ethiopians and Mo Farah for like. Must be thirty years now. Go. Must be close to. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I'm going to stand before, by your word on that. Because it was obviously Asparagus won this one. Mo won the last two. Kenanisa uh, Bekele won the previous two. Harley Gavrislasi won the previous two. So it's it's going. You got to go back a long way before you get anyone else other than Mo Farah and the Ethiopians. That is true. Is it? Like, it's like the first. I can't remember the statistic I saw. It's it's probably wrong anyway. But it's like the first person that someone who's I don't know. Never mind. Moving on. Um <laughs> Kipolimo and Chapter Guy, um, third and second. So Chapter Guy in second, Kipolimo in third. I predicted the podium with the right people. I just predicted it in a complete wrong order. I thought it was gonna be Kipolimo winning, who didn't look that impressive, to be honest. I well, say that he got Olympic bronze medal. You can't really say that. But I thought he'd easily be able to kick down both of them, and he didn't. So now that's left it open for the 5,000, which we'll get on to towards the end as a, like a prediction, because that is happening today or tomorrow. Um, unsurprising, really, the 10,000 metres as a whole. Borrega, probably one of the favourites. Only upset, really, was Kajelcha not doing very well. Mo Ahmed not doing very well. Grant Fisher doing very well in fifth. That was insane. Yeah, Anything else from that race? The, he, he probably did the run of the day. Yeah, I mean, this is not just specifically this race, but a more general thing about Joshua Chapter guy. He's clearly, he's obviously the world record holder. He can run faster on paper than anybody else in that field. But the last few races he's run, he's looked really poor. I just wondered why you think that could be. Because I know he's he only a really silver poor. medalist, but yeah, you can't relative, to his, really relative to his ability, obviously, because it's still an amazing achievement, but relative to his own ability, uh, he's just not looked the same. He can't race very well. He can he can time trial well. He can't race well. I know he won the world champs uh, in twenty seventeen, but that was sort of off a poor standard. He, he can't race well. Like he was, he probably closed the fastest in that last lap, but he was too far back. Um, yeah. So he, I don't think he's been looking poor. Obviously, in the races before, um, when you've got in Florence where he came like fifth or sixth or something, he looked poor there. And in that 3,000, it didn't look great. But in that Olympics, I think he looks like his normal self. Um, I still think he's probably favourite now after Kip Limo to get gold in 5,000 metres. 5,000. Or Mokatir. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Who do you think is going to get gold in that? I I know we said we'll touch it later, but let's just do it now. now. I think Mokatir is going to win that. I think he's... Well, his improvement has been so rapid that he looks so easy in his heats 
that I, I just think he's got the whole it's just such a cliche but I think he's got the whole package like he's able to sustain the fast paces over the distances if someone wants to push it hard and he seems to have a really good kick and so I just think he's from what I've seen I think his kick is more dangerous than or at least as dangerous as Kip Limo and Chepter Guy. So for me, I think he's he's got to be the favourite. I think that's fair. Justin Knight's looking good though as well, and so is Paul Chalimo. So it's going to be an open one. I think it's more open than the 10,000 metres to an extent. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I picked the first one, so you can pick the second one. Which one, which event do you want to talk about next? Well... We, we we might as well move on to to day two because we're going in chronological order. Um, Elaine Thompson won the hundred meter women's hundred meter final on day two uh, in potentially the quickest time in history because it was a bit a bit of a dubious wind in relation to Flo Jo's original world record, I think. So, oh yeah, the the wind was completely. It read zero zero. Flojo was world record, and apparently it was really windy that day. So yeah, yeah. So Flo she jo. may well have run the best time in history by uh, a woman over the hundred meters. I think she's looked unbelievable. I I think it's one of the comeback stories in for a long time in athletics. Personally, she she looked better in the two hundred meter heats as well, but in the hundred that hundred final, she got to the fastest speed a woman has ever ran in 100 metres before, which is crazy because I think back to Shakira Richardson's race a few months ago and she seemed to accelerate so much from 70 to 100 metres. I thought that would be the fastest because especially because she ran quick as well. But now apparently 39.4 kilometres an hour, I think it's registered at in that 100 metres. 39 point something, yeah. So, yeah, I could probably run 29, not even 29 kilometers an hour so i i read it and thought oh my god like imagine setting your treadmill to 39.4 and trying to hold it <laughs> i don't think any i don't think any treadmill crazy. could go 39.4 kilometers an hour which Shout is out, noble pro um you're right you're right so yeah elaine thompson defending the olympic title and we might as well talk about 200 while we're here in the 100 and 200 i know this is in chronological order but she won both um looked as impressive in both the greatest female sprinter of all time. I mean, I'm not sure she has as many total Olympic medals as Shelley Ann Fraser Price, does she? Or Victoria Campbell Brown, I don't think. Yeah, but she's got she's got double double. She's got yeah, double exa- gold. Yeah, exactly. And so I think because for that reason, she has to go down as the best because it, it's like you know when we talk about Mo Farah because he obviously did the double double. You still don't wouldn't say that Mo Farah was the best of all time because the times were nowhere near the, the quickest. Mm. But in sprinting, it's different because there's no like, it's not really a pacing in the final. You just it's 100 meters as quick as you can run, you know. So I think on that basis, that's the way you judge the sprinters is whether they win the biggest race of their lives, which is obviously the Olympic final. So I think she has to go down as the best female sprinter of all time. I guess there's an argument for Flojo, seems like she does have both the world records. But and, and there's a lot of speculation around Flojo, yeah, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah. So 
after the 100 metres, what's next? I'm guessing you've got a schedule up then because if we're going in chronological order, that would definitely help because I came up with that <laughs> idea. I wanted to freewheel it, freewheel it and then now it doesn't make sense to do that. It's a good job someone's here. So let's move to day three because day three was arguably the moment of, uh, of the day or moment of the Olympics, sorry, because day three was when Barshim and Jean-Marc Tamberi decided to share the high jump gold medal. I think we should just briefly touch on this because it was a really nice moment. They both jumped, had exactly the same amount of failures. They jumped to the same height. And Barshim, instead of, you know, or they're both saying, like, let's have a jump off, Barshim suggested that they both share the gold medal. <laughs> before the before the official had even had a chance to say yes, I think Tom Perry was already rolling around on the floor crying in <laughs> in happiness. So yeah, I'll, I'll forgive them it. for being. I'll forgive them for being quite rude to the official by completely <laughs> yeah. ignoring him just because they're getting that Olympic. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people need some context on this. Cause I've seen obviously it's made mainstream news and people have been posting it saying, "Oh, they decided to share the gold instead of." It's not like they decided to share the gold like because they were the only two left. And like, oh, let's not let's not try and compete against each other. They literally got the exact same scoreboard like across all the different heights, and then both failed at the at the height. So it's not like they didn't try beating each other once before because they were there's three people left, I believe, and yeah. none of them cleared it. And obviously, the third place um, on count back was worse. But these two had been evenly matched throughout the whole competition. Both tried beating each other at 239. None of them cleared it. So to me, that's that's justification for a, a draw. Like having a jump off, it's just about who's less tired. Like they've done so many jumps. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit stupid and, if you ask me. All and it goes people... down. It goes down in height, which I didn't realise as well. The jump off. So it starts at the highest and goes down, keeps going lower until somebody fails, which sounds a bit crazy to me. Are you sure? I'm sure that's what they said. I don't know. This is us. That's why I was surprised about. But anyway, maybe it doesn't really matter. But in any, I'll look. I'll Google that whilst we're talking about it. But I can't imagine um, that's true. I'm sure it goes up. It has. If 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 none of them jumps, it, it'll go down. But if 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 they both jump it, then it it can only go up or remain at the same height. Surely. Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe that's right then. Maybe I, that's probably true, isn't it? And I've just misinterpreted it. Um, yeah, your dog, your dog seems to agree. Um, <laughs> as well as the Italian um, success in the high jump, you've also got the Italian success in the 100 metres. Yeah, it's been quite a decent year for Italy, isn't it? Yeah, Eurovision, Euros, football, uh, double Olympic gold within 10 minutes. Jacobs... The long jumper, the crazy long jumper, <laughs> wins gold in the 100 metres against the likes of DeGrasse. Not even Trayvon from because he didn't make the final. Fred Curley, Baker, Simbine, um, faster than Usain Bolt won in 2016. So, it, Yeah, if you think about it, the guy hadn't even run sub 10 seconds going into this season to then come off that and then win Olympic gold. It's pretty mad. It's pretty mad. Um, it does make you think, though, that people pick and choose who to say is taking drugs. Like, Mokatir improves massively. Oh, he's on drugs. Um, I I've never said Ta- that. No, no, I've just been, people have been, I've, I've seen Carson Walholm, I've seen lots of people say, oh, Carson Walholm's on drugs. 
it seems when these distance runners or these East Africans or someone improves by a lot, they say he's on drugs. But then as soon as I haven't heard a single person claim that the Italian's on drugs, I might just be not looking in the right places because I haven't been on Let's Run. I'm guessing that's why they'll be saying it. <laughs> but it, it seems like there's a, there's a spread of people who, who you know, decide. Um, and obviously also Jacobs is the person who was in that trending video of the person running behind the car, blocking the wind resistance. So that's a new training method, what people need to think about. Yeah, so, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's just funny, isn't it? The same sort of argument about the super spike thing. It, people only use the, he's always, he or she is a drug cheat. He or she only wins because of super spikes when the athlete is a black African <laughs> or just a black person. Because as soon as someone who's uh, white runs at an incredibly fast time, uh, no one seems to mention the fact that they're wearing super spikes, do they? Nope. And also, just briefly on this, it's also the fact that in these Olympics, people have been saying, oh, the track's really fast. Oh, there's super spikes because there's been world records. But everyone else behind these people who perform really well are wearing the same shoes and on the same track. And most of them haven't ran that well. Obviously, the women's 800 metres, a lot of PBs in there. But in the, in the sprints, other than the fast people like Elaine Thompson and the other people like um, the, 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 the Namibians who ran personal bests, everyone else, I know I'm, I'm rubbish at speaking, everyone else not running fast that fast times. Like every yeah. night in, nine nine four in the final, Noah Lyles didn't run that fast. In the final, there was some 20 seconds in the 200. So just because these people who are winning and are running really fast, and these other people who aren't winning aren't running fast. The people who are winning are just performing better because they're big time performers. That's not, I, agree, yeah. I, I don't really think the argument's there. The track might be fast, but really, I haven't seen evidence to suggest that it's that fast. I know the 400 hurdles is ridiculous, but other than them three in each race and also fourth in the men's race, the times weren't that impressive for everyone else. Yeah, it's been pretty slow. I mean, look at the 800 final. Yeah, but that's just tactics, isn't it? You can't really touch on dis middle distance events because they're just tactics. But to be fair, they, they split a they split um, a 52-53 both times. So it's not like they really did a fast last lap either, like 145. Well, yeah, even with tactics going from 52-53, you'd expect them to be able to run a 144 at least because I mean, surely yeah. you can negative split. So yeah, that is true actually. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it's a bit it's a bit negative saying the shoes and the track. Like people started to say them, these Max Flies are faster. I'm not being funny, but people have been wearing Max Flies all season. So why now? Yeah, exactly. And if you look at we spoke about this, didn't we? If you look at some of the winners, a lot of them have been wearing Pumas. You know, shout out to yeah. Puma. Apparently they're sick now because you know 400 meter hurdles. Sydney McLaughlin runs in New Balance. Uh, you know, so it's not just if you're wearing Nike shoes, you're gonna win. It's it's far more to it than that. It does um, it does make me laugh how the only other company who have sort of promoted their super spikes is Adidas, and they're the ones their super spikes seem rubbish compared to everyone else's, like New Balance and Asics yeah. and Nike and Puma all apparently have better performances in them so far. Just goes to show that it's probably not the shoes. Uh, before we move on from day three, just because it's, there's a world record, so we should probably touch on uh, Rojas, uh, Rojas, 
his triple jump world record because that was pretty amazing. I thought as she was as she went into her phases, the last phase, I thought she'd hit the ground. She her jump is so low compared to everybody else's, but she just seems to keep going and going and going. Uh, that she, was really impressive. She can jump a lot further as well. People, they need to give her a new board further back. Like they need to give her a new board, <laughs> like two, three meters back. So she can actually do a full um, skip phase. Cause the skip phase was like three meters. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, She's so oh, far yeah, ahead she, of the rest of the women. Obviously wow. the great, obviously the greatest ever in the triple jump. No, no question. Ridiculous. Yeah. And she's really famous as well in Venezuela. She's like a national <laughs> yeah. hero, I'm pretty sure. And she even before it. even before this world record, she's got abs of steel, man. She's ripped as well. So but you do you do kind athletes. of have to be you do have to be kind of be quite ripped to be an athlete, you know. Especially triple jumper. You have to be quite fit. You've got to be like Yeah, I suppose that's that explains why explains why I'm not an athlete. <laughs> dad bod, dad bod. Uh right, what happened on day four? Um, uh, Carson wasn't it I'm pretty sure uh, no so day four um, day four was Sif and Hassan's 5000 metre win and her fall in the 1500 metres so maybe we should God. just briefly touch yeah. on Sif and Hassan is she is she going to be the greatest female distance runner of all time <clears throat> If she does this triple, I think you have to say so. Saying that, she's got no world records in the typical events. Like, she's got the mile world record, but she hasn't got the 1,500-meter world record. She hasn't got the 5,000-meter world record. She hasn't got the 10,000-meter world record. Um, so it's it's hard to still compare her to Barber, who I think you'd argue is the best at the minute. Yeah, I think so. But if she gets the triple, surely that's better than any world records. You'd got to think, especially when you think she could run the world record in the in the fifteen and probably the five, and she did run the world record in the ten until Gidai broke it a day later. So, yeah, I'd say she's going to be the best ever if she does this, or even if she doesn't, I think she's the best ever. I can't lie. Um, it's not certain I mean, though because Faith Kipyajon looks Faith good who? in the fifth. If I said Faith Kipyajon, didn't I? Sorry, my Siri popped up again. Did you say Faith Kipyeh-John? Faith Kipyeh-John, yeah. Why? Faith Kipyeh-John. Oh, don't start. Because yesterday you were trying to tell me that you go and watch a film premiere when it's everyone listening will know it's a film premiere. But, okay, I'll go with you on this one because your superior athletics knowledge. Faith Kipyeh-John looks good in the 1500, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah, 356 heat. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, she does look good. I think she's favourite to win. But Sifan Hassan, she says, like, when she's in the mood, she's going to run well. And I think she's clearly in the mood. And she, if she can close in a 57, Faith Kipiegon could probably do that too. It's going to be interesting. I still think the 10,000 metres is going to be the toughest for her. Can you hear me? Because my Siri keeps on popping up. I still think the 10,000 metres is going to be the toughest for Hassan. Um, and that's just because it's just a long way after all the races she's done. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but she did amazing to obviously win the 5,000 metres on the same day as qualifying qualifying for the next round of the 1,500 metres after falling over with a lap to go, which was pretty impressive. I know six people qualified, I think, from those teats, but it was still impressive to to recover because it wasn't just like a stumble or a trip. She, like, proper stacked it. Yeah, but uh, I mean, she, she went and won a heat. 
that shows a bit like naivety if she or she just doesn't want to lose any race whatsoever like what's the point like I guess it wasn't worth the risk of getting through. Like we have seen people being selected when they've tripped. Like we know that that's a thing. So that's what's going to happen. I guess you didn't know that. But why go through that extra work of getting to the front again? Like just cruise in, like catch them up and cruise in. 57, uh, no, a 43 last 300. And her 60 second last lap featured a fall. So she fell over, got up and still did 60 seconds for a 400 meters. It's just scary. It's scary. But see, thinking about her not wanting to lose in the next round, when she was in the same race as Laura Muir, she, her and Laura Muir were miles ahead of everyone else. They both could have walked the last fifteen meters and still qualified. Um, but she effectively sprinted past Laura Muir in that race. So maybe you're right. Maybe she just got a thing about not wanting to lose. Yeah, and if she does this, uh, I think it's the greatest in modern day Olympics or at least for the last half century, because obviously you look back to like Zach Zetapec. In fact, I think it's harder than that as well. This will probably be the greatest triple in the Olympics history. There has to be like, it's not like, put... go on. I just said, I put down in the, in the newsletter, which everyone will have subscribed to by now. I'm sure that I think it would be the greatest athletics achievement of all time. To win, yeah, but to win three in a single Olympics is just unbelievable. Incredible. I also think, but if she runs the world record in the 1500 meters, which is definitely likely, if she wins, then I'd say it is. But without a world record, I don't think you can say it is. As, as bad as that is. Because, but you know what I mean? Like, you, you see people, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. To, to have that range, man, to win the, if, if she wins gold in the 1500 and the 5000 and the 10,000 in the same Olympics, I think that is, I don't think anyone will beat that, whether it's a world record or not, personally. Uh, give, you know, it's not like she's got rubbish competition either. There's some decent runners in mm. each three of those events that she has to beat. Yeah, in two of the events, there's people who are capable of breaking the world record. Well, one world record holder in the 10, and also exactly. obviously in the I love how we're saying this. She's only got one goal so far as well. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Completely fail. Should we talk about day five? Because this is arguably the best day of athletics so far. This was uh, the 400 meter hurdles and the women's 800 meters. Uh, uh, let's talk about the women's 800 about first? first. Women's 800. Um, I yeah. cried after watching Keely Hodgkinson <laughs> get second. I also cried watching Gemma Riki get taken for, for third and on the line oh, by Raven so Rogers. Sad. I guess that's what happens, though. I was saying this. Gemma raced for, for, raced for the win. Even when Affing was gone, Gemma still pushed on for the win. I think everyone else raced for a medal, um, and that's what cost, probably cost Gemma. But if she can go home empty-handed, knowing that she went for the win, obviously Piers Morgan would appreciate that more, wouldn't he? So, he would, um, yeah. He's an expert yeah. in athletics as well. Keely and Affing... Affing Mo, sorry, I always say Moo on the YouTube, and it's Affing Mo, I believe. I knew she, I knew Affing was going to win. Like there was no question about it. Let's be honest. I wasn't even watching her race. I didn't care what she was doing because I knew no matter what she did, unless she fell over, she was winning that race. So I was just watching what was happening behind, and seeing Keely come through, and obviously Gemma as well. They were the leading two. I was jumping up and down and started crying a bit, and you know how it is. Um, 
You probably noticed how tracks has sort of become a pseudo Keely Hodgkinson fan page over the last three days. Um, but that's why, because it was just amazing. Cool though, isn't it? Olympic silver medalist at 19 and Olympic gold medalist for Afrin at, at 19 as well. Like, British record, American record. One thing I will say is Afrin was wearing the, the Nike Max Flies, which is a sprint spike. And Keely was only wearing the Nike Dragonflies, uh, which is not even designed for 800. So actually, that that the gold medalist, it. the gold medalist was wearing shoes what are marketed as 100 to 400 meter shoes, and the silver medalist was wearing shoes marketed as 1500 meters to 10,000 meter shoes. So these 800 meter shoes are clearly not very good. Um, True. Yeah, honestly, the moment of the championships for me in a race, obviously the Tambiri uh, Barshim thing was amazing, but yeah, seeing seeing that one two is just phenomenal and. I think it's going to break the world record at some point. Yeah, I think I think Mo is she's just different gravy. I don't think you know. Don't be wrong. I think Keely is amazing, and she's she's going to be the most dominant European in women's eight hundred meters for a long time. I think I just can't see her getting close to. I think because she's just you know as you say, I think she's going to be the greatest ever. I think she's going to break the world record. Uh, I was thinking this. I was thinking this. Can what can Keely do from here? Because in any other scenario, if you get silver, retire. Of, <laughs> maybe no, maybe no, maybe other than Rye Benjamin who got silver and broke the world record by half a second, you literally can't expect to do more. Like that's a gold medal performance nine times, ninety-nine times out of a hundred. Or so Keely knowing how far Afing is currently far ahead of everyone or is she that far ahead of everyone? That's, I'm wondering what's going through Keely's head because it, she ran 155 the same as Afing ran 155. So it's not like, it's not like the miles apart, but also Afing split a 48, 400 meters in a relay. <laughs> um, so I think if you look at the race, I think just looks so, and maybe it's her style partly, but she just looks so easy. But, so relaxed it's almost yeah. like she jogs a 155 whereas you could tell i mean keely hodgkinson's is pb by by nearly a two full seconds to run 155 and is you know kicked for a lot kicked for her life in the last hundred and i, I think mode looks doesn't even look like she gets out of fourth no, year i was re-watching it though i think i think was um her form was going a bit in the home straight I don't think she had, like, if someone came up behind her, uh, I don't think she would have been able to close and accelerate again. Not that she needed to. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be amazing to watch them because you've got at least another 10 years of their dominance. Also, saying this, I listened to Sirius, my podcast, and they said it's crazy to think that these girls were both 14 at the last Olympics. So no one knew who they were. So at the next Olympics, obviously it's three years away, so it might be a bit different. But, like, we could be seeing a whole different people, like a whole different Keely and Affing again come through the ranks who, we've not, who we don't even sister. know at the minute. Well, Jakob's sister, yeah. She's, she's going to win everything. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe not in the 800. But uh, So, yeah, amazing performance from them. Let's, I think, can we talk about what I think is the greatest race, greatest athletics performance in history? 
until the day after. But yes, yeah. Until at, 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 at that point in history, it was the greatest <laughs> athletic performance. Yeah. Um, Harston Warholm. I mean, Harston. the man is in the nicest possible way, and I, I genuinely mean this. He's a freak. He's a freak, and I love him. I just love him. I love Carsten. Obviously, we speak quite pressure. regularly. He's come on our club. He's come on our clubhouse calls before. He invited me to one of his clubhouse calls in full Norwegian. I joined, and he went Alfie, and then carried on speaking. So, like, yeah, we it, had a photo of him. He's in. I couldn't. Loves the name drop off, don't you? you love yeah, of course I do. I, I love Benjamin as well, but I was so happy that Carson Kai, Kai Benjamin. <laughs> Kai Benjamin, yeah, that's the one. And Fred Kirby. We haven't we didn't speak about Fred <laughs> yeah, Kirby. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> You'll have to check out our Twitter if you don't understand what we're talking about. Um uh, yeah, Carson's just he deserves so much coverage because he's the personality we need in the four hundred hurdles. And it's great because we've got Shakir Richardson in the sprints and the women's side. And we've got Carsten Wallen on the men's side. Like we might actually get some more views for once in track and field because of these two personalities. Yeah. Um, did you ever think, Alf, in your in Alp series now, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think he was going to run a 45, sub 46? But I was thinking he could probably run 46.5, 46.4. And thinking that's bold because that's a massive chunk off the world record. Yeah. And then obviously in, um, was it in Sweden or was it in Bislet uh, where he ran? The world record i was like oslo yeah it was oslo i was like can he run quicker than that and then he goes and runs 45 94 benjamin goes and runs 46 17 santos runs 46 72 all quicker than the world record at the start of the season they say about i don't want to say i don't want to talk about the track but obviously all the other performances haven't been marginally but these 400 hurdles so much further and better than anything else in history. It's ridiculous. Like, so much better. Yeah, I don't think you can put it down to the track. I mean, at the start of the race, before anyone had even gone out of the blocks, it was the greatest 400-meter hurdles field <coughs> in history. Yeah. And, you know, so it was always bound to happen. And I think this is what happens when you have two athletes who let's be honest, are pretty evenly matched in Benjamin and Warholm. And maybe Warholm, well, you have to say that Warholm is slightly better, but because he has someone who's able to push him all the way. And, you know, let's be honest, in going into the hundred, into the first hurdle of the home straight, Benjamin looked like he was going to overtake Warholm. He, did, he ran a better bend. It looked like he was going to get him. And then Warholm just found something else that and that that's something else is what got him to sub 46 do you think that something else is just his mentality because when i think about benjamin Wallholm, i'm pretty sure benjamin's faster on 400 meter flat like he's around 43 something and I, i'm pretty sure benjamin looks like a better hurdler like benjamin looks a better hurdler and he looks and i think he's faster yeah so where like, does Warholm this where does Wallholm like get an extra two temps well, well I, I'm not. I don't mean this disparagingly. But when you compare their techniques, like it does look like Warholm's just like walked into the stadium off the street, put a speed suit on, and gone right. Let's have it because he just runs as hard as he can for as long as possible and just see sees what happens. Um, I think no, you don't know. I'm obviously joking. In all seriousness, I think it came down to a bit of intelligence actually in the last, and we saw the same with Sydney McLaughlin. I think it was either their last hurdle or the penultimate hurdle. They both checked their stride going into the hurdle. Yeah, both of them did it. 
listening, I think it was Colin Jackson, who obviously knows a bit about hurdling, talking about this, is that that chat stride was intentional because it enabled them to stay lower over the hurdle, the last hurdle, because they're jumping it at it from closer rather than further away. And they can then power away from the hurdle easier. Um, now, I mean, that just to do that in that moment, in that pressure, with that everything riding on it. I mean, do you mean do you mean that check stride means the jumping? Sorry, to, do you mean the check stride means the jumping it from further away? Like they're they're checking sorry, one of their yeah, strides, yeah. So then they jump from it further sorry. away. Yeah. So sorry, yeah, not closer. So that mean as they fall over the hurdle, they basically hit the ground uh, like a split second earlier than they would or would do, and that gives them advan and a slight advantage over their opponent. Um, and yeah, to do that in that moment, if that was intentional, which you have to believe it is, it just shows incredible intelligence and racing mouse. It's almost spirit. like they're the best athletes in history at that event it's almost, it's and know almost what to do. Like that. Yeah, it's like it's not the first rodeo. Yeah, uh, up until that point throughout history, I think that's the best race ever, performance-wise. Um, we'll get on to why I said up until that point in a second. In fact, yeah. can we get onto it now? Is there anything else to talk about from this day? Yeah, I just want to say, although his race was good, the actual best moment of the 400 meter hurdles was Carsten Warham trying to rip, trying to rip open his speed suit, but couldn't, but couldn't get past the zip. Do you know what? <laughs> so well, it just great shows hurdler not, needs to get in the gym. Not Norway's Norway's speed suit integrity is, is pretty decent. I'd love Jakob now, Jakob to go and win gold. And then he does it and actually rips it full off. Uh, that just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, while breaking the world record. And I think if he breaks the world record by the equivalent of Carson did it, he'll run like three twenty some three twenty three or something. So that's definitely not going to happen. But no, pretty insane no. if it did. Um, Do you want to talk about the the women's race then? Yeah. Uh, so I was saying the best of all time up until that point in history, because statistically the women's was better, like factually. Um, I think the women's overall, the first, first three, the first three, and McLaughlin. Yeah, statistically, it was better. Um, wow, like on paper, but I think because it happened the day after the four, the men's happened, and also the way the women reacted a bit less hype than Warham did, it sort of takes away some of that magic. Um, but yeah, yeah, Cindy McLaughlin. Well, I, I think she's got Dalil Mohammed to thank to some sense because Dalil Mohammed took that race out hard. Um, yeah. And Cindy McLaughlin, as we expected, would come through in that home straight. So did Femke Ball come through as well. But I knew again, she'd get the one Yeah, again, it's having two athletes, Dalila Mohammed and, and Cindy McLaughlin, who are pretty close in ability, able to run these incredibly fast times. That is what results in amazing times because they just put each other on so well and I also think it did help Sydney McLaughlin running in the inside lane of Femke Ball because Ball paced her pretty well and it meant that she had as they went through 400 sorry as they went through 300 as they came into the last 100 it seemed Sydney had an extra gear to go and I feel like Delilah Mohammed had used her gear up in the first 200 so it sort of helped her a bit I think yeah well the, the same situation happened where Sydney seemed to have a better last hurdle and move away from there that's pretty much what happened isn't it yeah exactly but again I mean 
we all, I think we always expected before the Olympics that the two 400 meter hurdle races were going to be possibly the best races. Yeah, possibly world records and possibly the best races. And for, you know, wow, like we've not been disappointed, have we? They've been incredible. Sorry, I'm just watching the pole vault in the background. And Holly Bradshaw, who's one of the favourites for a medal, just absolutely <laughs> looks dreadful at one of the like a lower heights. I don't have a clue what happened there. Just wanted to just share that we're both watching the Olympics in the background. Yeah, at 470, she completely just chopped it. And, Did she? Oh. Yeah. I'm no spoilers. There's currently a McDonald's advert on that I'm looking at. Oh, you'd love um, to see a McDonald's adverts at the Olympics. That's such a ironic... <laughs> when you talk about ironic things, it's it's got to be up there with... Some of the most ironic, <laughs> ironic stuff. Um, uh, that, uh, talk, just quickly, while we're talking about the pole vault, uh, I just want to spend 10 seconds talking about Mondo. He's my favourite athlete. I've got a bit of a man crush on Mondo. I think he's unbelievable. He gets. I know he didn't break his world record, but I think that was actually because he jumped too high. He got so high that his... his, his Horizontal movement. Yeah, meant that his chest brushed the bar and knocked it off because he must have been about 640 I think on that first of the three attempts at the world record so he's just somewhere else isn't he I in my opinion my favourite athlete now is Carsten Wilhelm um, just because he replies to your DMs occasionally yeah but he's, a, he's just a character isn't he he's a character <laughs> no I know of course he is he's a legend he's a legend um, um what another high jump? Another pole vault just did exactly the same thing. Wow. Um, people, cr- I feel like pole vault is such a, an event where you can crack under pressure. Like it seems like such an event where it's like it's sort of like Simone Biles in the in the gymnastics, where it's like if you've got something wrong with your mentality, you, something's going to go wrong, and that seems to happen quite a lot. Yeah. Um, sorry to interject, but as we are watching live athletics, I'm watching Eurosport. I don't know what you've got on, but they've easy. got a split screen at the moment where the guys who are running the 1,500-metre semis are just walking out or about to walk oh. out. And Nick Willis, Nick Willis, they're all walking out, like, really focused in the zone. Nick Willis is just waving at the camera, like, waving at his kids because this is his fifth Olympics. He didn't care. He's just happy to be there. I'm going to... Are we going to carry on recording this podcast while the semis go on so we can voice them? Or is that too much time? No, I think that would be... I think that would be ideal. Well, let's see what happens. So, we're on day... The Sydney McLaughlin just finished day... day for, what else yeah, happened so on the Sydney McLaughlin day? Um, let's have a look. Uh, which, which was, was the 1500 meter heats. No, day before yesterday. It was the 1500 meter heats. Uh, what Philippine Britson, mate? What's going on there? Yeah, he's not uh, looked as good for years, has he? Like, he did a decent free uh, K, I think. He's not really looked <laughs> impressive. What else went on that day? Uh, oh, no, that didn't was make it through. Yeah. Elba Carly said that he was partying until 5am so getting to that start line of the 1500 was pretty difficult uh Yared Nagus didn't start oh, not, I want to touch on this Yared Nagus not starting I'm good obviously Craig couldn't go because obviously the, the only two but why wouldn't you start even if I was even if I couldn't walk I'd get on that start line and just pull out straight away and I, I'm not I'm not hating on Yared Nagus because he seems like a really nice guy and he's an amazing runner but I'd start Say you say you race at the Olympics, yeah. and also I'm not being funny with uh, within athletics as our sport is quite the cameras aren't usually on us. If he pulls out and he has an emotional moment on the track, that's going to do so much more for his brand than anything else. Like he starts <laughs> cries I'll a bit. See I, I, money, I know money this bags is mean. in his eyes. <laughs> no, but seriously, because we need to our sports like struggles, so we need to you know if he's starting. Yeah. 
And then he pulls out. The cameras are on him. And he's maybe shedding a few tears or something. I don't know. What you're saying is he could have got himself uh, like a sponsorship deal from Kleenex or something like that. For... I, just, I just think, from his point of view, I think he might regret not starting. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100%. You've got it. If you're in the Olympics, you've flown all the way to Tokyo. All right, you've got a dodgy quad. Yeah, do, do a slow lap and then pull out. I'm with no, you. Even, if you, even, if you couldn't manage, manage, even if you couldn't manage doing a slow lap, I'd literally take a step. And then pull up. I, I, would, I really would. But yeah, I mean, you've got that to respect would be a little it. Bit obvious. He, he must just be like, you know what? 2024, I'm making that team. Mm. So why yeah. does it matter? Yeah, Which exactly. You've got to respect. Um, let's, while we're waiting for the 1500 uh, meters to start, let's talk about yesterday because yesterday was quite a big day. Uh, we've mentioned a bit already Faith Keep Yeager on running a 356.80, which is just mad in a heat. Um, Jessica Hall getting the uh, Australian record in that as well. Yeah, three fifty-eight, eighty-one, amazing. Did, run from did her. Stafford get the Canadian record? Because she ran three fifty-eight as well, but I, I couldn't find if that was the um, Canadian record or not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else happened yesterday? We talked briefly about the men's eight hundred meter Olympic final. I'll tell you what happened yesterday. Do you need the toilet or something? You're bobbing up and down. Yeah, but thanks for calling me out on the podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull through it. I'm a trooper. Okay, okay. I don't uh, trust you. I don't trust you uh, talking for two minutes without we me interjecting. We can uh, cut it out. No, if you think this is going to iMovie at any point without being before being uploaded, you've got that's you've got another. Take the away. just mute. Take it into the toilet and mute it. It's fine. It's fine. Um, men's 200 Olympic final. Andre de Grasse, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Finally, he he got his gold medal. So respect. I think to to have so many bronze medals and then to finally get his gold medal is is one heck of achievement. And it wasn't a slow time either. You know, national record of nineteen point six two to beat Noah Lyles, who was the clear favourite as well in. Uh, who 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 got beaten into bronze with nineteen point seven four? I think that's got to go down as one of the performances of the Olympics. To be fair, and I think it's the first or it's the first time in like a long time. <laughs> I don't know the exact years. I might Google that now. It's the first time in a in a lot of years that the two hundred meter final has not been won um, by an American or a Jamaican. So I'm googling it now. Two hundred meter Olympic winners. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's look at, here we go, 1900. No, I'm not interested in that. Um, God, I'll leave you for one second and you're already just, I, I couldn't hear anything. I just thought, I bet podcast thought it would have been, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Have been I'm just finished. I'm talking about, so since, since for 22 years, since Konstantinos Kanteris in Sydney in 2000, it's the first time that a non-American or Jamaican has won the men's 200 metres. So respect Andre de Grasse. And yeah, I was chuffed for him. Don't respect your maths though. Why? You'd have said in 22 years. Oh, do I? In 2000. Don't Tokyo think 2020. That adds Don't that's think the maths That's what's there. confusing me. Well, actually, hold on. That would be 20 years. Uh, oh man, it feels like 2022. 
I didn't do too bad soloing it while you were next door having a pee. Yeah, I'm calling you out. So I think I'm quite pleased with that. Anything you want to say about Andre de Grass? Um, I'm the same as you. I'm just really happy he got his gold. Uh, I'd like to see an Arian Knighton medal, but also I'd, I'd like to see Kenny Bederak and Noah Lyles medal. So, and also, no, Noah Lyles wasn't the clear favourite going into this. I heard you say that, and I was, I wanted to interject when you said that. I, I don't think, I think he was open. from the toilet. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was completely open. And seeing how de Grasse performed in the heat, he was definitely the favourite going into the final. Yeah, okay, maybe, all right, fair enough. But I think Lyles, if you, someone had said like, Two months ago, who's the favourite for the Olympic final, 200 metre final? People have said Noah Lyles, right? Uh, probably. Thank you. Uh, that's about it yesterday. We sort of talked about, oh, actually, shout out Patrick Dobek, to be fair. 400 metre hurdler getting bronze in the 800 metres. Yeah, that 800 metres, I, I, the more we talk, the less we talk about it, the better. It was just boring. <laughs> Like, you know what? I typed in the newsletter. It was a frankly appalling age meter final. <laughs> I thought I was a bit harsh. So I deleted the frankly appalling. I just changed it to slow. But yeah, I agree. Less said the better. You could have got any 800 meter runner ranked in the top 50 in the world and they could have probably meddled. Don't want to take any away from No, they couldn't have because the top three all did well to medal and they deserve it. But I mean... Like, if someone said, oh, you're going to run 145 and get an Olympic medal, like, it's, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit silly. I'm, yeah, for some reason. So, I'm on your, as, live as, your point into, as you're pointing towards <laughs> the TV, my, my channel still doesn't have 1500 meters on. So, I'm, I'm going to have to go on your Now, I'm on BBC. Oh, Christ. BBC will have the flipping sport climbing or something on, or the bloody artistic dancing or something, won't they? That's the biggest struggle, you know, with the Olympics so far. And I think it's the same in America as well. Watching, trying to watch the Olympics is proving quite difficult. Yeah, so this is the first uh, semi-final and big names in this one. Jake Whiteman, he's the fastest on paper, 329.47. Uh, but it's got some big names in it. It's got Ollie Hoare. It's got, uh, oh, sorry. Ignore me. Timothy Cherry's obviously in the team. <laughs> He's the fastest on paper. I didn't see that. Uh, other than, but it's got Lewandowski, uh, Ollie Hoare, Daniel Farkin. It's got some good runners in this heat. This could be a good race. I don't know how wow. many qualify. It's got, some, it's got some good runners in the Olympic semi-final. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, probably yeah, some of that stupid fastest losers again. If you have fastest losers in middle distance races, getting the bin is ridiculous. I agree. And I'll tell you what, actually, another beef. While we're talking about beef, waiting for this, I am sick, sick of sprinters slowing up with five, ten metres to go. Just run through the beep. Just run through the line. Run through the line. You're not saving any energy. Noah Lyles, you should be... Have a, look, a word with yourself. I know you came third and got a bronze medal and you're amazing, but you know, serious point. Just stop. Just run through the line. Randolph Ross and well. Randolph Ross and um, Sarika Jackson both did that. And Sarika Jackson. <laughs> I can't speak. It's been a it's been a hard few days making those YouTube videos. You know, it's takes. Oh yeah, it's hard doing trackster on your own. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I know it is. It's really hard. Um, me and Al- me and Alfie nearly had a little lovers tiff about that tweet, but that's another that's for another podcast. <laughs> So who, really. who so right, serious question, fifteen hundred meter semi final. How many go through? Genuine question. 
Maybe I should turn that, on the sound. I don't know. Be able to podcast. No, you can't. You can't turn on the sound because it will get copyrighted. I don't know how many people go through. All I know Let's is that Cole Hawk is going to be one of them. Like, speak while I Google it. How many people qualify? On... Well, you're speaking over me, so I can't really say anything, can I? Um, this is great podcast content. If anyone's listening, I am very, very sorry. Hopefully, it's dragging though. So, if you're on a run, it's sort of you can sort of bear to listen to it whilst you're just slogging off some miles. Um, I've just been told I need to click on BBC Two. Uh, the Eurosport coverage is behind on my screen, so I don't know what to do. Um, let's what, let's what, not I, let's not record I, it while we watch them. Let's just watch them. Let's. Oh, it started though, and it is it as yours just started. 30, no, I'm forty seconds into the race. Oh, I'm two seconds into what. the race. Okay, so I'm going to pause it, and you got to tell me when it gets to forty-three seconds. Okay. So there's going to be a bit of uh, we'll have to talk for a bit whilst they're running. So I've, who do you think the main who do you think the main contenders in here? Let's put aside Timothy Chariot. There's Jake Whiteman, Cole Hocker, Ollie Hoare. Who's your money on? Uh, Cole Hocker, Ollie Hoare, Jake Whiteman, Lamandowski. Your money's on all of them. No, to go through. You don't need to have okay. money on anyone in a heat. It wasn't no, know, you who said just... the other day, like, oh, she didn't win a heat. Uh, who cares? She didn't win the heat. Probably. That's probably me. Are you on 43 seconds yet? Oh, yeah, I'm on 47 seconds. Sorry. Oh, you're such a... Right, is... I'll pause it for three I mean? seconds. Right, I'll, I'll stop it. I'll stop it at 60 and tell me when you're on 60. Right, okay. three, two, one. Right, okay. Oh, it stopped to do a change. It oh, stopped like it did a... It did a lap split. Yeah, just yeah, it's fine. Just After press the lap split. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on 62, 63, yeah, yeah, 64. Yeah, yeah, we're about the same. I'm okay. about two seconds ahead, but that's fine. Brilliant. This is great content. Um, <laughs> Cole Hawker's in a good little position there. No, he's not. Cole Hawker doesn't know how to race. And I know that's really stupid saying, because I'm not at the Olympics and he is. He just always holds the rail and it doesn't always work. Like, he got beat by Nagus and Cooper in uh, Hayward Field a few few months ago yeah can no everyone who's listening can everyone who's listening just send that as a quote and send it to cole hawker's dm saying alfie said you can't race the nc the flipping us 1500 meter champion can't race yeah he's, he's, he wouldn't have won the he wouldn't have won the british champs though uh no i'm joking he probably would have no i don't know actually. he probably wouldn't actually he probably wouldn't no they closed yeah. in the 50 didn't they um yeah it's fast this though would have won the british champs i think cole hawker's gonna have to run a pb to get through this heat so he's... Uh, oh, it's not that quick, he's, actually. He's 156. Fourth, he's fourth from the back at the moment, but it's a pretty bunched pack. Uh, Jake Whiteman's looking good in fourth place. Timothy Cherry, as you'd expect, to Fonte, sort of Fonte's, leading out the race. Fontes is an outside shout as a medal, you know. He's been running yeah, well on the diamond circuit. I'd agree I think I could have said any, anyone and you would have said you'd agreed with it, to be honest. No, Cole Hawker's moving through. He's, he's still far behind, though. I don't see why he just doesn't run closer. Like... Yeah, your kick's amazing, but is it really worth that risk against the likes of in the Olympic final? He just moved into a... He boxed himself in. This is what I don't understand. And he's going to come through and get an Olympic medal now, isn't he, When he, in the final? But he, <laughs> yeah. He's just ran into a box. The guy who can't race. He's just literally yeah, ran into so a box just, and had to so weave out just taken the belt. He's, in, he's stuck on the inside of it here, isn't he, to be fair? He's not in a great position. But he's he's been in here plenty of times before in races, and you think he's never going to come through, and he always seems to find a little snuggly sh- little hole and gets yeah, out but there. But he's also got to outkick Lemondowski, Chariot, and Jake Whiteman. Yeah, oh, Lemondowski's yeah, pulled, oh, pulled up. Lemondowski's pulled up. He's gone with him. Jake Whiteman's gone, and Hocker's gone with him. He's oh, out. He's wow. not boxed in now. He's not boxed in now. 
this is going to be a good race. Chariot might struggle here. Yep, they've gone past Chariot. And they're showing Lewandowski on the floor instead of showing the yep. race. Chariot's getting dropped. Jake Whiteman and Cole Hocker have just gone past Tim Chariot. They're in the last hundred. It must be the final two for the... Go on, Jake. If Cole Hocker... Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. What a race. What a race. Cole Hocker is going to run a PB in the Olympic oh. semi-final. 3.34 for Cole Hocker, 3.33 high. He looks yeah. smooth as well. Cole Hocker's not... He's holding his heart. Or it's just showing the flag. Cole Hocker, so, he can medal. I didn't, I yeah. didn't believe that that was going to be an opportunity, but he just outkicked him for Chariot. Chariot Whiteman, what a run. Chariot doesn't like to lose races, by the way. It's not like he'd deliberately no. lose that race. This format people, works well. We should do more of this. I think Lewandowski has just got a stress fracture. He doesn't look like he's in very good, very good uh, stead. Jay Whiteman ran well though there. Yeah, 333, 48. 48 for Jake Whiteman. Cole Hocker's got to run a PB. Technically, an NCAA record. Does that count as an NCAA record if it's in the, uh, in the Olympics? NCAA time. Probably not. No. Uh, no. Is he still in the NCAA, though? Hasn't he left now? Yeah, he is. He's, he's doing another year, I think. I'm not allowed to say that. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's doing did. another year. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Ollie, Ollie Hall was nowhere. Ollie Hall, yeah. Did he just go backwards? Yeah, he just couldn't live with it. I think Jake Whiteman got his tactics spot on there. He went right at the right time with uh, sort of it about 130 look, to go. It does look like Lewandowski just popped. It, it looks like he's hurt his bone. And so did it looked like Suleiman as well. Um, yeah. But they looked like they both got stress fractures, which wouldn't be very nice. I tell you Hot what I love about... Chariot's hurting. Yeah. Chariot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it now. Jakob Ingebrigtsen's winning this. And Cole Hocker's going to get a medal. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. You got to forget, like Jake Whiteman's just Jake Whiteman's just eased past them, and Cole Hocker never looked like he was catching Jake Whiteman. Uh, and there's quite a lot of other decent races in the next heat. Oh no, Ollie, be... Ollie Hall. Ollie Hall was fourth, so it wasn't. It, well, he didn't so maybe he'll get a fastest loser spot because it was quite well, a fast heat. Is it top three? Did you do you know? Well, it must be because it, no, it I don't must know. be I don't top three because Chariot, be. r- Timothy Chariot, really slowed down with. 10 with sort of five meters to go knowing that Cole Hocker was right on his shoulder so yeah, but and obviously Jake I, I, Whiteman already crossed the line so he mu- it must be top three because otherwise he wouldn't and that would make sense right because if there's two semi-finals you'd have three three out of each heat plus maybe two fastest losers Holly Bradshaw just cleared the next height good on her um maybe we can get an actual medal in a in a different event because I think we've got like two medals at the minute Something like that. Oh, we've got one yeah. medal. I think we've got one, haven't we? Just oh, Keely Hodgkinson. It makes me sick. <laughs> um, again, I'm it's not at the Olympics, yeah, I, so I can't say anything. I know. Um, well, all of our medal hopes, if you think about it, Dina pulled out. Katarina Johnson-Thompson's now pulled out. Obviously, Keely got silver. All Gemma the lads in the eight... Gemma Reed got fourth. All the lads in the, in the 800 metres who... Well, certainly Elliot Giles had a chance of a medal and unfortunately didn't get through to the final so you know all of our hopes are sort of drained off it's the 1500 now where Jake Whiteman and Josh Kerr who have a really good chance of a medal in my opinion um, and are sort of flying the flag really for GB I can't see his win medal in any other competition uh, the relays I think we look good in the relays now in the hundreds um, yeah, maybe the relays. Yeah, 
and the women's uh, 400 we might we could potentially get a bronze in the four by four in the women's potentially oh the relay oh yeah the yeah. relay yeah i thought you were going to say the, the individual i was like jody williams ain't meddling in the 400 jody williams might meddle in four in a 400 i'm not being funny anything can happen in the 400 meters the same as an eight like people get lactic and they go backwards anything can happen yeah that is true yeah just so while we're the... here other than what's been your favorite performance not not the best while we're waiting for the heat so obviously you could say carson and sydney mclaughlin they're the best but what's been your favorite don't even have to be a win who's most impressed you um so I'm okay. so here we go. My favourite performance, and this is going to be a bit controversial here because uh, oh, Ollie Hall and Fontes all qualified. Sorry, I just saw the qualification. So it was the top six that qualified. Um, sorry, I just just saw that. Top six. My, yeah, that's what it just said. Yeah, let me just rewind it quickly. So how many fastest losers? I got Sky. I ain't, I ain't poor. What? Uh, hold on, let me just rewind. Here we go. Uh, sorry, top five. Top five. Uh, and I guess it'd be fastest losers. So qualified in that heat was obviously Whiteman, Hocker, uh, Thierry Hall, and Ignacio Fontes. But this heat is this heat. Ingebrigtsen, Stuart McSwain, Jake Haywood, uh, Jesus Gomez, Josh Kerr, Matthew Centuritz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. So what what's been your favourite? While we're waiting for this one to um, start. Yeah. So a bit controversial, but my favourite moment of the uh, Olympics has been the triathlon. Uh, Alex D. getting silver in the triathlon. I know it's technically not athletics, but there's running in it. So I'm going to say that's my favourite. And then winning the gold in the... Alex Yee's 2K, uh, 5.27 2K after at the, at the last leg of the uh, triathlon is my, my favourite moment. What about you? I'm going to say Jakob Ingebrigtsen winning gold is my favourite <laughs> moment. Um, it's not happened yet, but... No, um, like, people who don't know Alfie as well as I would, will still probably know that he'll he will literally cry his eyes out if Jakob wins a gold medal. So, yeah, of course uh, I will. Um, and they're well, off in this second semi-final. Oh no, you need to, you need to pause it then because I'm behind. Okay. Uh, right. Well, tell me once they start running. Right. Okay. I, can I can't believe I'm how how I'm behind again. We were, we watched. I right. might fast forwarded it too far. Three. Two, one, wait, they have started. One second, two seconds, three seconds. Stuart McSwain and Jakob Ingebrigtsen gone straight to the back. Interesting. I've never seen Stuart McSwain yeah. at the back before. I'm at 10, I'm at 10 seconds now. Is that where yeah, you are? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm at 13, 14. Yeah, okay, fine. Where Great podcast it? content again. Jake Haywood's <laughs> gone to the front. If Jake Haywood gets through from running at the front, I will be in shock. Wow, oh, Jakob and Stewie already... Jakob and Stewie already going to the front. You don't often see this. Jakob's in, in lane three. Uh, Centro going with Jakob as well in lane three. Yeah, but do you think Jakob just goes, look, I can beat all of these. I'm going to run at the front. I, well, yeah, I think he should do. Just run a 333 and get everyone to qualify in this race. Like, If you're Stewie and Jakob, think how easy a 333 is. You'll just be like, well, let's just run a 333 and qualify. Don't That's what I would do if it. I was them. Because... You've got Centrowitz, who if, if it's a if it's a three thirty six pace in the final, might be dangerous. So why not just run him out of the final? Because he Centrowitz can't go. It will be struggling around three thirty one, three thirty two pace. And for Stewie and Jakob, that's easy days. So I, I would just run him out of it. That was if I was them. But interesting again. Josh Kerr is near the back. You never really see Josh Kerr near the back, so he's clearly not feeling very good. 
Um, yeah, he didn't look great in his heat, did he? 600 metres, 123, 124. So it's a decent pace. Yeah, we'll get Same me. as Afing Moo's 600 metre time trial, what she did when she was 16, I think. God, <laughs> that's so fast. That's um, mad. Stewie's taking Stewie. the lead now. Stewie's it looks like Jacob and on a bit. Yeah, it, it, it looks like Jacob and Stewie being like, "Look, let's just get through." And uh, yeah, too fast. We're about spots. to get. We're about to get a two hundred uh, split. Eight eight hundred split. Eight hundred split. Sorry, yeah. One fifty four. Wow, that's there's a gap. Stewie's dropped Jacob. What the hell? Oh, the Polish athletes lost his spike. Yeah, but Stewie's just dropped Jakob Ingebrigtsen as well. What? Yeah, but they, you know, I don't think Jakob is trying to catch him. I don't it? know. Why would Jakob? Why would Jakob get dropped? Top five, top five qualifier. Don't forget. Yeah, but why would he? So because he's trying I'm to conserve so energy sure. for the final. Oh, there's people going to trip over that shoe. Final. Someone needs to move that shoe. Why is the shoe still on the track after all that? There's Berte Bob. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> sorry. It's the other Luxembourg athlete that's not Berte Bob. <laughs> uh, into the final lap, that was two thirty-seven as they went through there. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be similar pace to the second. It's going to be to the yeah, first exactly. Heat. Maybe slightly slower. But Jakob, Jakob here, he looks easy off. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Although here goes Does JK. He? This will this this will be the answer here if he can respond to everyone now pushing the pace because. Uh, there goes Berte Bob, and here comes Josh Kerr. Okay, Jakob does look easy. <laughs> yeah, he, as soon as he saw the other guys, he just opened his legs up. Stewie looks tired now, doesn't he? Because he pushed yeah. that pace on. Um, if Stewie McSwain doesn't get through, that's the medal gone. No, I think he will. I think he will. Although he's boxed himself in. Like if right, he, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen? So Josh Kerr, Jakob oh, too soon. Tightened up. Go so on, Stuart McSway makes it through. Ah! Jake Haywood. Olympic re- oh my God, new Olympic record. Olympic record in a heat. 331.65, new Olympic record. Oh my God. In a heat. I didn't even notice that. We were talking, Wait, where was Centro? I didn't even see Centro. Oh my, oh, this is bad. We weren't even watching, sorry. <laughs> we were just looking at, the, at what was happening, who was going to qualify. We've just witnessed a new Olympic record in the men's 1500 meter semi-final incredible running by uh kipsang that kenya team's looking dangerous how about kipsang 331.65 new olympic record wow he's all of a sudden just bear in mind this is guy beat um chariot in the kenyan trials jacob's not tired he didn't look like he was running too hard did he Jake Hayward, Stu McSwain, Josh Kerr all, all got through by the looks of things. Jake Hayward's celebrating there. I think he ran a and, PB as well. So Yeah, it looks like the Luxem, Luxembourg athlete got through. So it appears, it appears as though Centro hasn't qualified. I didn't uh, unless see he gets a fast unless he gets a fastest loser spot. Right, so, so here we are look. getting a replay. Oh no, this is near the start as the shoe came off. For the Polish athlete. What a shame. The Polish athlete, Olympic semi final, your shoe comes fuming, off. Human wouldn't you'd be fuming. Yeah, good, good. Um, that's at least uh, worth a few go. seconds, isn't it? Because of the yeah. Spike. So here we go. This is this is it now. This is so. This is the last two hundred now, isn't it? Um, Kip Sang looking strong the whole way. Gretten of Luxembourg, fair play, ran a brave race. Um, so Centro is at the back of this group at the minute. He looks yeah, like he's into, coasting, but he's he's not getting past. Going him. into the last hundred, he 
No, he hasn't yeah, qualified. Yeah, he's, he's not he? made it, has he? He's not made it. Doesn't look he's like really it. really struggling, really struggling. It, it, is he getting overtaken by that Moroccan as well? Yeah, Centro definitely. Yeah. You can see him grimacing. No, nah, he won't have qualified even as the fastest loser in that time, I don't think, which is reigning Olympic champ. The only thing you've got to say about Kipsang is, has he gone too hard in the semi-finals to now mean that he doesn't quite have the legs in the final? Yeah, to run an Olympic maybe. record in semi-final when you didn't need to, because <laughs> so, he was miles ahead. 331.65 for Kipsang, Jakob Ingebrigtsen and Josh Kerman, 332 low. Stuart McSwain as well, 332 low. And Jake Haywood, 332. What a man. What a man. Is this going to be so 1,500 metre final? Jake uh, Haywood's my age. How does that mean? Jakob's younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't wait. Can we not talk about ages? Because you're all way younger than me. So let's just not talk about ages. So Chevy, uh, uh, Central. Right, let's have your predictions for the fifteen. Yeah, let's have your prediction for the fifteen hundred meter final. Alfie, Jakob Ingebrigtsen. What are you thinking? Quick, quick time. Yeah, three twenty something. Whoosh. Chariot didn't impress me, but he didn't. Jakob Ingebrigtsen first. Josh Kerr second, Jake Whiteman first. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Wow. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be open, though. I'd still probably say Chariot first, Jakob second, and then one of Kipsang, Cole Hocker, and, uh, Kipsang, Cole Hocker, Josh Kerr, Jake Whiteman, Stuart McSwain. Holly. <laughs> so, in so, so everyone in the whole field. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to, because I'm not as much of a wimp as you, I'm going to I'm gonna nail my colours to the mask. I'm masked. And now I'm going to say Jakob's going to win in sub 3.30. I think uh, Chariot's going to take second. And I'm going to say Jake Whiteman third. Okay. That's that. But that third spot, I mean, I'm saying Jake Whiteman. But as you say, it could be one of... I mean, frankly, they. I think Jakob's got gold. But I think second and third could be one of everyone else. Like you could easily say see Stewie... Else. You could easily see Stewie McSwain getting silver, outkicking Chariot. Oh. The question is, though, I don't know what I want to happen. If I see Jakob Ingebrigtsen and Cole Hocker kicking down the home straight in first and second, I don't know who I want to win that. You've got to say, you've got to say Jakob, surely. He's like your idol. Yeah, but Cole, Ben Crawford. <laughs> Come on. Oh, nah. For me, I, if, that was, if that was me, obviously Cole Hocker's great, but... I want I want Jakob to win in that moment. I want Jakob to win. I think. Okay, right. Are we gonna are we gonna finish the worst podcast ever here? Um, is it the worst you, podcast? This might be up there with the best. Because you've got you've got a meeting in, at one o'clock. What I've I've decided I'm not oh, going on anymore. God, yeah, so, I forgot about that. Um, thought it'd be a bit this unprofessional is... if we both turn up now, and I'm not really looking the part. So yeah, You're it's not the be... same. Look at the state of me. I've not even had a shower today. It's, it's the beauty of a podcast, mess. and I need to post about the 1500 meters now as well. So. I shall speak to you soon. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, I'm all probably two of you, maybe, maybe <laughs> two or three of you. Shout I out. I say Crawford Smith, but I think Crawford he's got Smith. tracks in months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you for watching and enjoy the rest of the Olympics. Hopefully we'll bring out another podcast before then. So yeah, goodbye for now. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. See you. I'm stopping recording. <laughs>